usually have or announce sermon titles, but I have one this morning. The title of my sermon is The Transcendent Trailer. (laughs) We have, throughout this building project, carefully avoided calling this building what it is. We've used evasive terms like modular. And you know our goal was to work on this building and and structure it in such a way that it looks and feels like a site-built building, and I think we have succeeded. But still, this structure is designed to be split in two pieces and put on a truck and taken somewhere. It's a trailer. And you know what? That's okay. It is not the first time in history that a house of worship has been a mobile home. Here in Exodus 40, think about this. All of the drama in the book of Exodus. Talking fire. Plagues. The sea split in two. The thunder of Mount Sinai. But how does Exodus end? What is the climactic moment of this story? It's God showing up in the rough equivalent of a trailer. A tent that was designed to be dismantled, moved, and reassembled with relative ease. Now, there are significant differences between that building and this one. And we'll talk about those differences in a moment. But here's where I want to start. I want to say to you, you need this trailer that we find in Exodus 40. You need need a tabernacle in your life. And I want to ask two questions about that. Why and where? First of all, why? Why do we need a structure like this? Why do we need a tabernacle? Well, you need a tabernacle because you need glory. Not the glory that Gold's Gym promises to you. I don't know if you've seen the billboard on Capitol Circle or Gold's Gym invites you to get back to your glory days. Well, that, that is not only delusional. That's also too small. That is too small a vision for you. That is too small a vision for us. We need the glory of Exodus. Know that this word glory, in this book and throughout the Old Testament, it refers to the visibility of God. The visibility of His presence. Glory is God displaying His splendor and His might in a way that His people can see and feel. And as you can imagine, that is often an overwhelming experience. Because of sin, many times that's not only overwhelming, it's terrifying and dangerous. But the tabernacle holds out a different possibility. Rather than being overwhelmed or destroyed by God's glory, the tabernacle reveals the potential of being at home with His glory. Of finding a home in His powerful, splendid, magnificent presence. So, 
If you read about the furnishings of the tabernacle, you'll find light and water and bread. The altar out in the courtyard is a table where the people not only offer sacrifices to God, but they symbolically eat with Him. This is a home. And more than a home, it is a garden home. Again, if you read about the design, you will see and find carvings, images of trees and flowers and fruit. This is a home that reaches towards that place where God put humanity when He first made them. See, the tabernacle is a prototype of a new Eden. It is a hint of a reconnection between heaven and heaven and earth so that we can come near to God. We can come close to Him and not be consumed, but flourish with the life that He intends. Maybe that seems like a very outdated idea. Why are we as modern people talking about a place that can connect us to God? Well, though, don't, can you admit that at the very least, the longing for that connection is there? The desire for transcendence is there? You can hear it in our songs and our stories. Julian Barnes, who's a novelist, in his book, Nothing to be Frightened of, he has a character who speaks of the sense of living in a rented world. The novel opens with the great line, I don't believe in God, but I miss Him. There's the longing. There is that desire for transcendence that remains in us, that remains in even our culture. And that desire is there because we were made to be at home with glory. We were made to dwell in the fullness of God's presence. That's why that desire is there. And the trailer in Exodus 40 says that's possible. That home is possible. But it also presents us a problem. There's a problem here at the end of Exodus chapter 40. Because as God's glory descends on the tabernacle, where are the people? Where is their great leader Moses who has come very close to the glory of God? Where are they? They're outside. God's glory is too much. There is still a distance. A separation. And throughout their history, only a few will be able to come close to this glory. Only a few high priests once a year come close to the glorious presence of God, there is still there a distance. It's as if the tabernacle with one hand offers us the potential and then with the other hand takes it away. Or or a better way to say it, it holds out the potential of having a home in God's glory and then says to us, you need something more. 
You need a better trailer. You need a better tabernacle, which raises my second question. Where? Where do we find one? Where do we find something that will give us this home with God and His glory? Well, this semester, as a congregation in our sermon series, we have been looking at the Gospel of John. Class, how does John, what does John say in chapter 1 of his Gospel as he begins the story of Jesus? Well, speaking of Jesus, he says, the Word became flesh. And our translations say, dwelt among us. But you need to know that that word dwelt is the Greek word for tabernacle. Jesus, the full visibility of God in human skin and bone, He came and He tabernacled with us. The glory of God took on flesh and He tabernacled. He came near. So that we could find a home with and in God's glory. That's why Jesus then throughout the gospel describes himself as what? Light, water, bread, the Lamb of God, the sacrifice on the altar, the meal on the altar who takes away The sin of the world. You see, Jesus is the reconnection of heaven and earth so that we can come close to the presence of God and not be consumed, but rather be restored and flourish with the life that He intends us. He is our tabernacle. That's why as he dies, the curtain at the temple, the curtain that kept the people at a distance, that curtain rips wide open and God says, come near. Come and find a home. In my glory. But the story doesn't stop there. John goes on to tell us about Jesus at his resurrection as he gathers his disciples and he breathes on them. And he says, receive the Holy Spirit. What that means is that now, after the resurrection of Jesus, those of us who believe in him as individuals and even more as a community, we become the tabernacle. We become the temple, the house of God. So listen, this building isn't the tabernacle. Only it sort of is. Because we are here. Because we are here. The transcendent one dwells. Tabernacles. In this trailer. In South Monroe Street. In Tallahassee, Florida. As we gather... To sing and pray and listen and eat and drink. We experience, we taste 
glory. As we marched in those doors, the King of glory marched in with us. Because Jesus died, rose, and has breathed on us His Holy Spirit. And we experience and know that glory not only here, but also as we scatter into this coming week. You see, we Christians, we're like hermit crabs. We take our home with us. It would be so easy for us to think that because we meet, we worship in a trailer, that big kingdom spiritual stuff happens elsewhere. It would be easy for us to think that way, center point, because of the modesty of our size and our, set it's, and our setting, that the big kingdom stuff happens elsewhere. No. No, because of Jesus Glory is here, now, this. In 2014, the Pulitzer Prize for theater went to a play called The Flick. And the story of that play is set in a rundown movie theater in Massachusetts, and it focuses on the conversation of three Minimum wage workers who clean up the theater after the movie is over and the people have gone. Do you see what the playwright is saying? She is saying the drama, it's not there up on the screen with those glamorous celebrities. It's here in these lives, these mundane, seemingly insignificant people. And relationships. That's where the drama is. I want to say something similar this morning. Because Jesus is our tabernacle, because we have become the temple of God, the divine drama of redemption isn't somewhere else. The drama is right here and right now, in this moment. In your life, if you belong to Jesus, in our life together. A couple of years ago, a man came and worshipped with Centerpoint for a few months. And he came at a time when his life was falling apart because of addiction and moral failures. And he ended up moving to another city, but I met with him after his last Sunday with us. And we sat at lunch, and and that Sunday morning we had sung the song, Jesus, What a Friend for Sinners. And I sat at lunch with him, and he looked at me with tears in his eyes. And he says, all my life I would have sung that song and said, I need to be more like Jesus. I need to be a better friend for sinners. But he said, on Sunday, as I sang that song, I realized deep in my soul, no I am the sinner, but Jesus is still my friend. That happened because glory is here. That happened because the transcendent one is present and active in and through us. That's glory. 
May God continue to reveal His glory in and through us, and may He give us eyes to see. Let's pray.